Welcome to Church Tips, the daily show designed to give you practical ideas and strategies you can use to get better, break barriers, and grow the church. Thanks for joining us today. Now here are your hosts, Dick and Jonathan Hardy. Hey friends, it's great to be with you today on this uh, Leaders.Church podcast, and I am so blessed today to have a good friend new friend, although we've watched him from a distance because our kids are, are part of the church, uh, Pastor Chris Hodges from uh, the great state of Alabama. Chris, say hi to everybody. Well, thank you for letting me be on today. I'm very excited. And uh, thanks for uh, sending your kids to our church. I love that. Oh, man. Well, we we love it. They're down, uh, of course, Chris is in uh, Birmingham. Our kids go to the uh, Shoals campus up in Florence. And uh, we've got four grandkids there. So we are back and forth from Springfield to the Shoals. All the time. So I bet you are. <laughs> anyway, uh, Pastor Chris um, has meant a lot to our family uh, because of uh, the ministry of Highlands to um, uh, to our children and grandchildren. And uh, he was recently at uh, uh, our home church here at James River Church in Springfield on a Wednesday night. It was kind of a surprise visit. Man, they they built that thing up. I don't know if they told you they built that thing up as a surprise. And for us, of course, it was a great surprise. And uh, you were there specifically on a Wednesday night to to minister to that body and to talk about um, the subject of your new book, Out of the Cave. And uh, I want you to know, I had already picked up the book uh, ahead of time and uh, started to read it. Of course, I've since finished it. But um, uh, Chris, uh, really, you, you've you've ministered to lots of people uh, on this subject for the purposes of this podcast. Give us a jump start. What was the genesis of this as it came together for you? You know, it's interesting because I'm really not the depressed type. I'm very glass is not even half full; it's all the way full yeah, every yeah. day. Uh, so this is not even something I was very familiar with. But in 2018, a pastor took his life that I did not know. Uh, but I read the story, and Dick, it was like we were best friends. Yeah, I mean, it impacted me. I was grieving. I was, and 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 I knew, as you well know, that when the Lord does that, uh, a lot of times He's putting a burden on you for the purpose of feeling what people feel and to be able to minister to people. That's what a that's what a burden means. And I was burdened for people who would go to the you know, it feels so feel so distraught to take their lives, especially someone in the ministry. And so I brought a message that Sunday to our congregation. I'm embarrassed to say the first one uh, at the time, uh, 36 years of ministry ever on the topic of depression. And it became the most rewatched message times 100. Yeah. Uh, wow. And I realized, wow, I've ignored something that people go through. And I've had my own I would call them bouts, probably like anyone else, have days where it was dark and depressed, never considered taking my life. And um, But I, so I, so I went on a two-and-a-half-year uh, research and writing project, and, um, and and the book came out. In fact, that was the funny part of the story is the manuscript was due March of 2020. <laughs> Does anybody remember that? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, um, and so I actually called the publisher because of the pandemic. I was so busy trying to figure out how to, you know, how to lead a church through that, that I was actually behind on delivering the manuscript. And what's interesting, they, they postponed it, uh, the delivery date to August of 2020. And I would actually go through Dick, the very first real dark place in June of 2020. I had about three weeks. Wow. I wasn't, thinking about taking my life, but I'm embarrassed to say that I was actually considering ministry suicide. I was going to leave the ministry. I was so, so distraught. 
uh, not only what was going on in, uh, with all of us, but I had some some things going on in my life as well, situational things that it felt like I had no control over. And it yeah. just was literally one of the darkest places. And now I know it's because God wanted me to even write about that. So I got very vulnerable in the book about even about that experience. Yeah, you really did. You really did. You know, you've got um, uh, viewers of this podcast. Um, lots of the folks watching right now are pastors. They're church leaders. They're in the trenches. Uh, I'm guessing you've had it. I've had it over these last number of months. I can't tell you the number of pastors that I talked off the ledge of that very thing you're talking about, where they're saying, I, I'm, I can't do this. I, you know, and we've never had to deal with this thing. And yet they're, they're struggling. How do we get these people back and on, so on and so on? Right. What would you say to a pastor right now who is feeling unbelievably inadequate to the task? Yeah, and I think the simple answer would be don't get alone in your thoughts. So there's nothing wrong with having that distress. What I learned in my research is that the, when you process your own distress, it doesn't get better. It always gets worse. The psychologists call it ruminating. Yeah. So it takes distress, real situations, and the more I process it, like a couch swallowing it, the grass and regurgitating it, chewing the cud – we do that with our thoughts. And just like that grass doesn't come back up better, it comes back up grosser. Mm -hmm. So do our thoughts. Yeah. And so I would say probably step number one for anybody, pastor or not, that's listening and finds themselves in a dark place and processing and the distress is getting worse and worse instead of better and better. You've got to talk to somebody. Uh, Self-talk is a very dangerous thing. Yeah. And you know, once once researchers said 95% of our emotions are determined by the way we talk to ourselves. Well, a lot of us aren't having good self-talk right now. And so we actually need other healthy people to process this with. You know, when, when you go to that point right there, you've got to talk to somebody. It seems like the challenge is everything else that we deal with in the, in, in the church is you got a broken arm, get it fixed. You got something wrong with your stomach, stomach, get it fixed. But when something starts going haywire up here, it first of all, there's been stigma to that. Oh, very much so. But secondly, this, this getting this, this, I'm trying to figure out how to get this decision-making part of my brain to make a right decision when I go to a very dark spot. I mean, you, you would have people watching this right now who are on the edge of considering taking their life. It feels yeah, hopeless. Last, how, do they, how do they talk? Yeah, last year, one out of four people under the age 30 thought about it. Uh, one out of 10 of the rest of us, according to the CDC. Those are CDC numbers. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of that kind of thinking going on. The beautiful part about uh, what I discovered out of God's word is understanding the process of how you get there, understanding the process of how you get out. So I use the metaphor of the cave because that's to me what depression feels like. It feels like this dark cave. You know there's a way out. I just don't know where it is. Where it is, yeah. And then your mind starts making up things. I mean, a moth could fly by your ear and your brain will tell you it's a bat and you're about to die. So you even start, again, heightening your distress. Elijah, this great prophet in 1 Kings 19, goes through the process, makes six bad decisions that gets him in a cave of depression. And then the beautiful thing, Dick, is that 
There were five distinct steps out of the darkness into the light. And they're not all spiritual. In fact, the very first one, the angel of the Lord comes to Elijah. And you would think if an angel came, it would be like worship or build an altar or sacrifice an animal. But the first thing the angel said was, you need to go get a nap. And then now you need to get something to eat. And you know what? Let's go back to sleep again and let's eat something again. He he, he literally, the angel told him to sleep, eat, sleep, eat. And as a foodie, I kind of like that prescription. It's (laughs) like, this is is a spiritual being giving a natural diagnosis and prescription that a lot of people need. Because the Bible says, strengthened by that food, he took the journey out of the cave. So, So a lot of us, the first step, you ask what the first step is, it's it's just, you know what, I just need to slow my life down a little bit. I need to I need to I need to get off of news maybe for a month. I need to whatever it takes to let my soul quieten, yeah. my mind quieten, and let the Lord begin to work in our lives. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um I did not get permission from my wife to say this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out here anyway, and she's gracious, so I'm I'm confident she's gonna flow with me. Um <laughs> I encourage you, Pastor, if if you feel like you've slipped into a dark place, get the book. This is not magic. This is not the Word of God, but this is an outstanding tool. Do what Chris is talking Step back a second. While you're thinking these thoughts, step back a second and pick this book up. And let me tell you, if, if purchasing the book is a bit of a challenge for you, email me at dhardy at leaders.church. And I'll I'll get a copy. I'll I'll get one and send it to you. D Hardy at leaders.church. I want you to have this book. So this is not about, hey, let's try to hustle a bunch of sales. This is about getting this in your hands. So, pastor, church leader, if you're struggling, pick up out of the cave. And if you need me to buy it for you, no, no questions asked, drop me the email. Chris, go let's go a little broader to the pastor who's leading the community. I mean, you have the community of your church. And by the way, I want to tell this crowd that when you were there on that Wednesday night and I watched and you watched it, Chris, the altars filled when when yep. he called for people that are just, I forgot how the word, how you were using, but use the wording, but depression, despair, anxiety, fear, the altars just were jammed. And I have used that, what I saw, with secular audiences of people I've talked to to say, you look around this restaurant restaurant here, and in this restaurant is that depression, despair, anxiety, and fear. So as a pastor is ministering to his community or her community, what should they be thinking about when they step out of themselves and now they have to minister to all these people that are hurting this way? Well, yeah, I think this material would be helpful. And by the way, thank you for your kind offer to your your audience. I think that's incredible. Um, um, but we 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 have to become well versed in this topic. Um, d- depression went up nine hundred percent, and at least the mental health hotline number went up nine hundred percent in twenty twenty. So, if we're going to be shepherds of our flock, you know, the Bible says, "Know well the condition of your flocks." Well, this is the con- condition this of our is- flock. Unfortunately, it is. The good news is there are real solutions. I mean, there are there are some definite biological, genetic, medical reasons for depression and anxiety. 
but it's not as much as the secular uh, doctors and psychologists would prescribe medicine for. So there are some definite biological reasons, but we're allowing biology to basically dominate the conversation right now. And we, everybody's talking about chemical imbalances, and, and we need to talk about the imbalances in the way we're limiting our lives. Yeah. So there are some other solutions, and I'm not anti-medicine. Right. I, 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 I talk about it in the book how I have even one of my own children needed medication for his, his particular mental health issue. But, but we cannot allow that to dominate. And so pastors and leaders and any, business leaders, anybody who leads anything, you, you really need to become well-versed yeah. in the topic of anxiety, depression, uh, panic attacks are on the rise, sleepless nights, and it's affecting our employees. And if you're a pastor, it's affecting your churches. And so, but the good news is there hope. You know, Jesus came as light into the darkness, and we have to become not only uh, well-versed at understanding it, but also uh, giving the right solutions to it. And that is so, that is so true. And when you talk about employers, you know, you've got a bunch of good folks sitting in the churches that these pastors pastor, and they've got employees. Uh, uh, and I'm just telling you, I, I don't want to keep beating the horse on what that altar meant. But as I was at another campus watching that on video, I just cried. I just lifted my hands. And I just cried. I feel the emotion of it now because I saw the pain right. that was in these regular folks that we rub shoulders with in the lobby at church. And you really struck on it. So, again, I want to encourage people to pick up the book, Out of the Cave, uh, assuming you get on Amazon, do they? Is that the best place? Do they get it from? Uh, can they contact the church, or is it just what? What do you recommend, Chris? Yeah, well, it's on every place where books are sold, okay. and there's a website for the book called Out of the Cave Book. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, Pastor Chris, I cannot thank you enough for what you've done. One in writing the book, how you've ministered to me and our family, and. Um, just for our viewers, the, these pastors, I mean to tell you, they're in the trenches. They want to do it right. They want to serve God well. well what's a parting shot, that uh, just a, a wrap-up uh, that you'd like to say that if they remember nothing else, you wanted to remember this? You know, chapter three was probably my most vulnerable chapter of the book, and it was about removing the stigma. And for whatever reason, um, there is an embarrassment. As you said, if I, if I broke my arm, nobody would think less of me. Right. If I wear glasses like I do, no one thinks less of me. But if I say, man, I'm really struggling in my mind, we think people would think less of us. But I think for the first time, humanity, and especially the church, is, is ready to have the conversation. And so I'd say, don't be alone in those thoughts. It's time to let someone know, hey, I'm in a dark place. Uh, just to talk with them, share with them. I'll leave them with James 5.16. It says, confess your faults, not to God. Confess your faults one to another and pray for each other and you'll be healed. And we go to God for forgiveness, but we have to go to God's people for healing. And there are people, in fact, in the chapter three, I wrote the 10 things you never say to a depressed person and the 10 things you can say to someone who is walking through the cave of depression. And, And I think people are ready to have the conversation. And I would encourage anyone who's struggling right now, find someone. You don't have to tell everybody, but you need to tell somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I didn't, I didn't uh, prep you ahead of time, but I'm, I'm gambling that Pastor Chris is willing to pray. Uh, I'd be honored if you would pray for our audience right now. Again, heavily pastors and church leaders, just pray for them as leaders, if you would, please. 
Sure. And then if you're watching this podcast or even listening, unless you're driving, would you just close your yeah. eyes right there where you are? Absolutely. And Father, we, I pray for every person. And God, what I'm praying is, is they have this sense of hope. Yes, God. That someone understands. Yes, God. I think that's how I felt the first time that I was able to really step out of my own cave of depression is I realized someone really understood and they cared. And Lord, your word says that Elijah is a man just like you and me. And God, that, that, that this is something that even great people or people who feel great go through difficult situations. And I pray for courage, strength. God, God, just give them the, the boldness to take that step of faith towards you and toward others who can help them. Lord, I thank you. You did come into this world as light in every dark place. And Lord, I pray that even through this podcast, that they would sense that light beginning to shine. There's literally a light at what seems like the end of their tunnel. And God, I thank you. You're giving every one of us the hope that there is a way out. We thank you for it. God, I I, I praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Pastor Chris Hodges, author of the book, Out of the Cave. Uh, pick it up wherever books are sold. And again, if money is a problem, you just email dhardy at leaders.church and I'll make sure you get a book. Pastor Chris, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks, Dick. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for hanging out with us, friends. Make it a great one and be blessed. Hey, Jonathan here. Real quick before you go. Did you know 71% of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed? 90% of pastors feel worn out working between 55 to 75 hours per week. And then get this, 70% of pastors say they have a lower self-esteem now than when they started ministry. Can you relate to any of that? In reality, everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the Leaders.Church membership. It's your opportunity to invest in your leadership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you're ready to give your leadership growth a boost, simply go to leaders.church slash boost. Again, that's leaders.church slash boost. Well, thanks again for joining us today on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.